Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, goodwill, whatever time it is for you. Hope it's good for you. You're listening to Radio Islam. I'm your host, Tariq Alameen. And we welcome you to another edition of Movie Talk with Mother and Tariq. Uh, for those of you who are new to us, uh, we are a live call-in show. Well, this is a bit of a different segment. Uh, but we broadcast from Chicago on WCEV 1450 AM. You can hear our live stream at www.wcev1450.com. And you can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast at. SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, TuneIn. Uh, just look for us at Radio Islam USA. Uh, and before we get into our talk today, our discussion, um, I'm going to take just a few moments and remind you, well, who's behind the mic? Um, and with that, I'm going to introduce, I'll, I'll introduce hey. you. Well, this is Bubba here, and this is, I'll tell you what, its this is my favorite part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully... <laughs> You'll do that wonderful introduction, but if you don't, that's okay. No, I'm going to do it. Oh, yes. I'm okay. Gonna <laughs> I'm going to do it. Do it. All right. So here we go. So um, <clears throat> for those of you who are new, um, I'm going to I'm gonna pretend that you are new. I'm going to introduce Bubba because he likes the introduction. So <laughs> uh, Bubba Murray is an award-winning writer, director, hailing from Oak Park, Illinois. His background includes receiving the ABC Writing Fellowship, writing for Desperate Housewives, participating in the NBC Diversity Scenes Showcase twice, and being accepted into the Fox Writing Initiative. Most recently, his short film, Robox, won the Best Children's Film in the 2017 International Black Film Festival. Bubba serves as both lead content and social media creator for Burma Task Force. Now that's his intro. I have to, so I've got to give myself a little intro. Well, you do that. You, you okay. I mean, introduce yourself. You do you. But I thank you for uh, picking up my day. And you're you're, you're welcome, sir. Um, as for me, um, this happens when you wear a lot of hats. But as it relates to, I guess, performance uh, art, uh, I've spent about 30 years in community theater as a member of the Sun Theater, that is uh, Society of United Neighbors Theater under the tutelage of one of the best drama and theater arts instructors in Chicagoland, Zakia Alamine, that is my mother. There's no escaping the lessons, no escaping the performances. So anyway, today we are going to be talking about snow day movies. And the reason we're doing this, um, and if you haven't figured out, this is not live. When you're listening to it, this is recorded for you. Um, there is a snowstorm coming. Uh, we're in Chicago, and it's we're expecting, what, 8 to 14 inches of snow, which means that this may go well into, uh, into the next day. So this is perfect opportunity to check out some, some movies that you might have, might have been sleeping on. So we're going to be talking about some movies that are available on uh, where basically your streaming services, uh, Netflix, Amazon, um, Hulu. And if they aren't there, you can definitely rent them or get them from your library. But you'll be able to find them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I want to start out with, uh, well, before we before we started rolling, we mentioned the movie, the Emoji Movie. I noticed that this is on, it's on Netflix. And when it came out, and for anybody who doesn't know, so the Emoji Movie is basically, um, it is all the emojis that we use when we text. Uh, it's... and 
they are brought to life. They have their own universe and got a bunch of uh, stars to give voice to all of these these different emojis. And so I wanted to see it when it came out, but I didn't, because um, who has time to see everything that comes out? But the reviews on it, um, Bubba, you said that the reviews on it were not all that favorable. Yeah, it was ranked, I'd say, as one of the worst movies of 2017. But I think it was really vying for one of those worst movies ever. At least one of the worst <laughs> animated, broadly released movies ever. I, I think Halle Berry can can rest with Catwoman because the Emoji Movie put that to shame. Really? So this is the king of raspberries. Yes. And, and now with the new rating systems, uh, I think this got a combined zero. Wow. So it was really, really panned. And the thing is, what, you would really want it to be good. I think the star of it mm-hmm. was an actor, or is an actor by the name of T.J. Miller. Mm-hmm. And people would know him from Deadpool. He's, and uh, I think he's The curly hair. The curly hair guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, he well, he's, he's Deadpool's best friend. Yeah. And also, I believe he's in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. And so I know a lot of people love that show, and he's a really funny guy. Uh, I've seen his stand up; mm-hmm. it's great. But he—he, he, I think he needed his stand up writers to work on this script because, yeah, the reception was not that great. Well, there is a saying that even um, even with the the best vocalist cannot revive or give life to a bad song. Uh, so, and likewise, even a great actor or actress is not going to save a bad script but that being said i'm still gonna watch the movie that's about to say it's still mm-hmm. it's a snow day if, if to to uh confirm mm-hmm. some of those horrible reviews it's worth a watch i've never say not there are very few movies i would say don't watch because you can get something out of some terrible movies mm-hmm. and sometimes you know they're just so bad that they are cult classics i don't yeah. know if this one has the has the memorable lines to to get into that level of something that it's so bad you've got to see it. Right. Uh, again, Catwoman is one of those. You know, I, I don't know if it's just my own bias. And it's not like I'm not like the biggest Halle Berry fan. I'm not mm-hmm. a detractor either, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, only, I only say that to say this. I didn't think Catwoman was that bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, I mean, it, and it... Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was terrible. Right, <laughs> right. There's a difference difference between terrible and terrible. But it wasn't good. <laughs> it may not have been the bottom of the heap, but yeah. it it sure was in the lower seventy five to eighty percent. Okay, so emoji falls in that. And I, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score. Is that what this is? Oh yeah, 9%. Okay. 9% of the viewers uh I guess 9% of the viewers liked it. That is abysmal. Well, maybe I'll kick it to 9.1. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But so anyway. So, um so we have the emoji movie and if it's as bad as uh 91% of the folks have uh have indicated, then I may bring it back up in another edition next time we talk um 
yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, but again, with a, with a movie this bad, I think you only feel truly cheated if you went out to see it in the movie theater. When you have it as part of another, like a streaming platform or yeah. some people, which you should never ever do, if you rip it, you know, mm-hmm. off the internet, uh, then you don't feel so bad. You feel justified in just checking it out again for curiosity's sake. So, again, if, if you're looking at it on Netflix, uh, if, if it's on demand on one of your cable channels, go ahead and check it out. You won't feel like you've totally wasted maybe 90 minutes of your time or of your life. <clears throat> okay. Well, speaking of movies that you feel uh, you feel cheated about by going to see them uh, in the movies, I- I've got to bring this up. Uh, not that it's a snow day movie, but I recently saw Proud Mary. And I, I'm I'm excited to see Proud Mary because you know you've got Cookie from Empire, Taraji P Henson. It's 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 time that I'll never get back. That's unfortunate. It's time that I'll never and and it was so. It really is a movie that should have it should have been straight to DVD, uh, straight to Netflix or straight to Crackle, right? <laughs> it should have went straight. See, to I don't the, want to hear that. I I, I want this to be. Like a, a a Pam Greer homage, you know. No, it's not. It's not. The character development, the the plot, the dialogue. How about the action? Was there decent action at least? I mean, what is there to shooting someone in, in a movie now? Well, I, I shouldn't say that. The action and the acting. The, actually, the acting was not bad, right? The acting was okay. But it was when you surrounded with those other elements, with, with the plot, with the dialogue, uh, it just it, it just fell way short, and it as far as this Rotten Tomatoes score goes, and we're not just we're not saying that Rotten Tomatoes is the end all be all right. grading, right? Um, but it got twenty six percent. Okay. And and I looked over at my wife, and I'm just and we're both saying the same thing. This is this is terrible. And she went to sleep. <laughs> she went to sleep. So are you wondering how it got twenty five or twenty six percent? No, because there's there, there's always diehard folks, right? And and I'm a Taraji uh, fan. You know, mm-hmm. I you know I, I like I love her as an actress. Uh, I don't care for the Cookie character. Quite honest, I, I don't. You're missing out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've seen it, but I had I had to leave it alone after the first season. I felt like they just kind of went off somewhere else that I w- I didn't want to go with them. So, but but this movie, Proud Mary, it should have been called Sad Mary. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway. That's something if you if because everything is in the cloud and uh, and we don't know somebody might wind up listening to this when Proud Mary is is streaming uh, on Netflix next week because uh, it's not going to be in the theaters long. Um, so yeah, if you wanna if you wanna take a snow day and 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 watch Proud Mary, then then do so. Sorry, Taraji, you, you couldn't save this movie. You couldn't save it. Well, I want to throw out a franchise, and I've talked about it before, but on a day where you're not doing anything and you just want to free some brain cells but not use them too hard, Mm. you can never go wrong with a Fast and Furious franchise. I don't care. I know this this is a favorite of yours. I I don't care what anybody says. I could sit there and just put that stuff on and just zombie out in front of it. Mm. Now, okay. Two and three, you know, we, we hit a little dive. Those were a little slow. Two is the one with uh, where we're introduced to Tyrese uh, 
Gibson's character, and we don't have uh, Vin Diesel in that one. So he that's wasn't, he wasn't in. Two. He wasn't in two, and he wasn't in three. It, it's like Vin Diesel makes the series, makes it. And three is Tokyo Drift, right? Where we've got uh, I want to say Lucas Haas plays the thirty-five looking high school kid <laughs> drifting with Lil Bow Wow. He was 35. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He, he, he just looked rough. Okay. Kind of like uh, like Greece, you know, in the 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah. All these where, people dropped their kids off at school and then came in to play. Uh, yeah, to play high schoolers. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, that one, I actually enjoyed it, but it still didn't capture the, the total spirit of the Fast and Furious franchise, mm-hmm. but it was still enjoyable. But once you hit four, five, six, well, five is the, right now my favorite one. And then it gets a little crazy after that. But, again, you can sit down and watch all of those. Generally, you can find them on Amazon Prime if you've got that. Uh, I think you can, if, if you are thrifty, you can find the DVDs <laughs> in the library or find some scenes online. But... Uh, generally, your on-demand services will have those, mm-hmm. but yeah, check out the Fast and Furious franchise. You've get, that's a good day, a full day of just cars and racing. Yeah. Can't go wrong. All right, so I'm going to go the other way, a little, a little more cerebral, and that is uh, it's streaming right now on Netflix. And if you haven't seen Black Mirror, um, it is definitely worth. Um, it's, it's definitely it's definitely worth uh, binge watching if you should happen to have a day where you where you can't get out and you and really what I'm talking about I, I don't know when I've had days like like I've had to watch I generally have to watch if I get like a two hour three hour block of time uh, on the weekends that's generally when I'm able to watch stuff but uh, but if you have one of those days Black Mirror if you're a fan of of uh, of, of uh, series like The Twilight Zone. Okay. Uh, if you're a fan of um, what's the fella? Uh, he, he, he time travels or goes to alternate universes. He's on. It was on Hulu. Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. Is that it? Doctor Strange. Doc, Not Doctor Strange. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Yeah, I just went into the uh, <laughs> whole superhero Marvel. He's he's Marvel, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, so Doctor Who, which is actually another pretty interesting okay. too but uh black mirror it's the modern it's, it's kind of the modern twilight zone uh and it is really i mean if you put yourself in the positions uh of the of the actors right of the of the characters i should say then it's it's a great ethical uh test you're gonna have some great conversations now i've i haven't had a chance to watch that one yet but i've heard a lot about it you know and i've seen other sci-fi netflix shows let's say like like stranger things for black mirror do i have to you you say it's like the twilight zones do i have to watch every episode in order can i cherry pick how does that work just from the viewing perspective absolutely it is it is they all stand alone right so they're different i think from what i've seen because I've, I've seen just about all of them um i think they're different directors but they're, they're definitely definitely different cast uh each time in uh, different storylines, so they all stand alone. So you can start, well, which I did. I started with the fourth season. I didn't realize I was, um, and had to go back 
but um, but just some really thought thoughtful and uh, some things that you you definitely be contemplating on. So it's on Netflix, and check it out. Check it out if if you like it. Uh, hey, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. All right, let us know what you think. Which episode yeah. did you like? Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say that another Netflix show that I like, and it's great for binge watching. It's it's more calm, laid back. Mm-hmm. The Great British Baking Show. What? Uh, <laughs> the The Great British Baking Show. You've got to check this one out. Uh, it it features the the judges, which are uh, Paul Hollywood, who's a British chef, and Mary Berry, who's also a British uh, pastry chef mm-hmm. and world renowned written hundreds of books. Okay. Well, I don't know if she's written hundreds, but she's written a lot of books and she's uh, definitely an expert. And they take I think you know 11 amateur at-home pastry chefs and they bring them in and so in each competition when it's a person gets eliminated. So week by week you 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 uh, whittle down the field, mm-hmm. but what I like about it is it's very easy to watch. They're very the hosts are very sarcastic in that British sort of way, yeah. where they will compliment you and insult you in the same breath. Uh, but you still end up rooting for just about everybody in the show. And I got to be honest, a lot of that food looks amazing. Really. And you're thinking these are just at-home chefs. Uh, you you have some people who might one guy might be a architect, another person's a stay-at-home mom. You might have a college student, but they're all in there and they're having a good time. And it's, I think there's a little cult following of that show mm. because I had a friend you know who just wanted who asked just what's on Netflix, something that I could watch, but also it's not too scary, it's not depressing, it's just something that. And I can lose myself into it and feel good about it. And uh, I mentioned the show to her, and then it turned out she she brought that up to a bunch of her friends. And so many people have watched that show. And are and what's it called? It. What's it's called, called the Great. I'm sorry, the Great British Baking Show. They actually tried to do a couple seasons of that, an American version of that, mm-hmm. which you know it didn't fly because there was still something that was not genuine about you know the remake but the original one it's definitely something that people should see hmm. okay all right um i will i will give it a I'm, that's normally not my you know not you'll my get bag, hooked you'll get hooked but um yeah i mean because i'm still i'm still amazed that there's a food channel uh i mean who saw that coming but um well, I mean, not me, but... But, oh, I'll, I'll tell you why this show's fun. I'll tell you one of the things I like about it. <laughs> no, 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 I just... Be, because when you watch the people struggle with the recipes, yeah. and, you know, and I'll, I'll explain a little bit more about the format. Okay. You start off with the first round where you, as the chef, you just bring in your recipe that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. So they spent a week preparing this, so... And each week has a theme. So let's say it is a pie week. Okay. They start off with their own special pie, mincemeat pie, apple pie, whatever. They'll they'll cook it. Bean pie? Uh, if they didn't have a bean pie when I saw it, but it's... But mm. they need to. Okay, yes, they need to. All right. 
but, but, the, but it's the second round, which right. is the best one, where they give you a recipe that has very sparse directions, just minimal. Everybody gets the same directions, but it's something they've never seen before. So you end up seeing everybody's take on this complicated dish. And once they do the judging, it's blind judging where they'll make the, let's say they'll make the pie, they'll set it up on the table, and then Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry will come critique it. And usually their critiques are pretty rough. And the people just have to sit there anonymously, allowing their, anonymously just watching their food getting ripped and Has destroyed. Has anyone ever been punched in the nose? Almost, almost. Like when, when one of the hosts leaned on somebody's uh, cake, mm-hmm. The guy almost hit her because he, she, <laughs> she dipped her elbow mm-hmm. in his cake and put a big dent in it. See, mm-hmm. you, you, that's action, man. And you, yeah. you think you're not going to have action. You have it. Then you have the guy who took his ice cream concoction and threw it in the garbage because he didn't get it. Uh, it wasn't the right temperature. Yeah. You know, you, you've got, you've you've got drama going on in this, but it's not over the top. Yeah. Uh, Gordon Ramsay drama. It's still, it, it's still easy enough to take in. You're not gonna get, you're not gonna get turned off by it. And you're not gonna need counseling. No, no, not at all. Not at all. It's it's really you're gonna want to check your check the internet for the recipes because again at the end everything looks really good and all of the cakes and pies and everything uh, they look very creative because oh their last the last segment would usually be a showstopper where let's say they make a, a gingerbread house and it'll be the scene from Superman mm-hmm. and they'll make little gingerbread cookie characters uh, just to impress the judges. Okay. It's, it's, it's worth watching. It's on Netflix and I think they've had at least four seasons of it. I'm going to give it a go. I'll give it a go. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. And, and if I'm not, I will bring it back up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can defend it, so you bring it on if you hate it. Bring okay. it on. All right. Um, my next uh, recommendation that I would give for a snow day, binge watching, is going to be any, and this is without having seen quite a few of the later releases, and that's going to be any Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> any Steven Seagal movie, which, because they are all, I mean, he went from a point where his movies were. Um, you know, they were released, you know, in the theaters. Um, what was it? Uh, Half Past Dead. Of course, starting out with his, his best one when he was in his best shape. I mean, back in, what was it, 88? Oh, above yeah, the law. Under Siege. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and he had about like four or five movies that were, that did well in the box office. And, you know, he, he worked within the constraints of, of his acting ability. Okay. But it was, it was really a, about him chopping people in the throat. And, you know, his martial arts, you know, he, he put that together quite well. Um, but now he is just cranking out these straight to, uh, to, to DVD monstrosities. Um, I mean, and I shouldn't call them monstrosities, but you know, they, somebody's, I mean, he keeps making them. I, I, I can't disagree with you. I, I, I do enjoy those movies actually. Yeah. And they are terrible, yeah. but they're just, or you've got movies that are terribly bad that you don't want to watch it all. Right. These are 
just terribly addictive because he's sort of got a formula going too. Yeah. And I used to always think of Steven Seagal as the Woody Allen of action movies because you thought what? he was well, you thought he was gone and. <laughs> dead a long time ago yeah. but then if you look him up on imdb or something you see he's made maybe one or two movies a year yeah since 2012 i mean like you said a lot of people may have thought he just dropped off the planet with uh his cameo in machete he, he did a cameo in he did a cameo in machete oh and so you probably thought that was the last of them. No, he was really he was still riding high on those straight to DVD movies. Mm -hmm. So I, I have to give him credit for it because no matter what, he gets the stuff made and he gets it out there. And he just decided, uh, you know, I'm going to go to the Czech Republic and have my movie shot. I don't need Hollywood. Yeah. So I am my own cold. Hollywood. Every movie is cold now. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and who else has joined him now? Under. Uh, in the straight to DVD uh, pipeline, a lot of surprising names. Bruce Just Willis. Bruce Willis, who who I remember, I go back with with Bruce Willis to Moonlighting. Okay. With Sybil Shepherd. Um, back when he had hair. He had hair then, yeah. But now he's this guy who, um, and I just every time I look up on, it seems like every couple months it feels at least it feels this way. I might be exaggerating. Where I go through the what's new, right? The just in or newly released, mm -hmm. and it's a Bruce Willis movie. Like, where did Bruce? When did this happen? No, it's funny because you, because you do see that, or you're you're expecting it to come out, and you are waiting for it to come to the theater, and then it's again it's, it's Die Hard, guy, you know. You know, yeah, it's it's Die Hard, McLean, man, McLean. Yeah. But now it's it's straight. Straight on Redbox. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Redbox will have you. Uh, I, I, there, there is a vetting process. Redbox generally, they're fairly decent. It's not like Blockbuster. All right. Now, for for the younger listeners who may not have had the experience of going to Blockbuster, I mean Blockbuster just had anything. You know, it, it didn't matter what it was. But I think there's a there's a higher there's a higher standard. At least I like to think there is. Well, probably because they still have to go by who's checking out what, so they can they can follow that. Yeah. But what's interesting about those straight to DVD actors, I'll say, if you want to get a good idea of who's doing those, mm -hmm. check out you can check out another franchise of movies that'll lead you to that, okay. and that's The Expendables. Hmm. Okay. So, so it, The Expendables, you know, all of those. Uh, again, Simone, I'm Jet Li, Terry, Crews. Dolph Lundgren. Dolph, uh, yeah. He is definitely a straight-to-DVD master. Wesley Snipes. And unfortunately, because he's actually a really talented actor. Yep, you got to pay those bills, man. Yeah. That, and, but, and before we get off Wesley Snipes, I must say this. If you come at him on Twitter, mm -hmm. the dude is deadly. Wow. I mean, yeah, he's, like, renowned. Like, And this was when, when it was, like, 140 characters, <laughs> right? I mean, now it's expanded, so he can go – he can – do even greater things but he was one of those guys where like if you got into a twitter beef you just you just didn't do it not not with him and he's someone who i'd like to see get more work and more prominent roles but just to say uh you can look at those the casts of expendables you've got actors like again mickey rourke even jason statham yeah. uh dolph lundgren all the recycled action stars yeah 
And they will have Jet Li. Jet Li they'll have a ton of Harrison Ford. They'll have a ton of <laughs> DVD movies out there. So the point being, yeah, I believe uh, the expendable the Expendables movies are. I think they were on Amazon and Netflix. That's, that sounds about right. But check those out. Yeah. It's can, it's brain candy. You can watch those. And then if you just want to IMDb other names to find some other titles, just, just look at all the leads in that. They're all in some crazy apocalyptic movie. Uh, and actually, you know, I'm surprised has not been in an, expend, in, an, in an Expendables movie. Ooh. Who does all the straight to DVDs? Oh, Danny Trejo. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. is another again, if a great guy to just check out some movies. But I have to believe he is one of the most gracious guys probably in Hollywood because I can't think of a project that he's ever said no to. Well, if you know the story. Um, his story of getting into acting, mm-hmm. I think he's carried that on because he. I think he showed up at a set with somebody. Uh, not that he was supposed to be in the movie, but uh-huh. why, why ended up being in it. Um, his stance on pup on plastic surgery, as far as getting older and you know the bag, because he's kind of right. has these tra- trademark bags under his eyes. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm not getting. Uh, I'm not getting plastic surgery. Uh, but no, when I read about his story. The, that statement you just made, it really is, it's it's kind of just emblematic of that of how he came in. There is an appreciation for even being in the, uh, you know, in the field. Right, and, and I don't think it's a bad thing. But, and no, that's it, but you could see it where I've seen some really, you know, some low-budget DVD movies that I was surprised that he was in. Right. And then he's been able to headline a franchise. Yeah. And he's done, and you know he'll headline a machete movie and then play the crazy babysitter mm-hmm. in in you know a hundred thousand dollar budget movie. So I give him a lot of credit for going out there, doing the work, lending his name to maybe some other actors or directors who don't have who would not get a project move forward if Danny Trejo hadn't decided yeah sure I'll give you a hand I'll do it yeah sounds good to me so I mean because he has a following he does he does it so you know you know that if you know you're going to get some some viewers if he's going to do it so he he'll green light a lot of projects all right I'm going to throw this one out and you could almost do a wheel this is once again snow day you put any movie that Samuel Jackson has been in on a wheel and you spin it and when you pull when you come to whatever it's come up with you're going to have a real a really diverse um uh just a real huge cross-section uh, of movies because i don't know if there's anybody who has done more movies than samuel jackson in the past really the past 15 20 years it feels like the man just keeps like he's always shooting he is in a lot of his are mainstream movies because yeah, I, I would only are, I mean I would argue Danny Trejo with you. Well, maybe, maybe, but a lot of his are straight to DVD. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Samuel L. Jackson, he's always finds a part, 
and he's very distinctive. Uh, I think what's interesting about him, and then this is a reason to check out some of his movies, is, and I think he's got, he works well with his range, and I think he's very self-aware. Mm-hmm. So, and, and maybe he's used this for the movies, but I feel like a lot of his characters are similar. He has a he has a very distinctive delivery, a distinctive way of how he carries himself, and in a sense, you kind of know what you're going to get when you see, not necessarily a movie with Samuel L. Jackson, but you know what you're going to get when you see Samuel L. Jackson in the movie. Right. So you know what he's going to deliver, and then but he's able to nuance those that acting, where he'll he'll can he'll tweak his personality or or tweak that persona where it can fit that role. Whether it's the movie with um, he can go from Deep Blue, yeah, to um, Hateful Eight, Hateful Eight, um, and and then the movies I the Violinist. Yeah, what was the one oh, with Matthew McConaughey? Um, I did. A time to a time, a time to, kill. to kill. Yeah, time to kill and Black Snake Moan. All those characters that are just all different parts of that that spectrum. But you know, it's still Samuel L. Jackson. So again, another guy who, with his name, will bring you in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look, Radio Sound Family. We're gonna take a short break you're listening to movie talk with Bubba and Tariq um and we didn't mention this when we started out but don't forget about us on social media all right don't forget about us all right so Neil we'll be right back in just a minute To buy your home, you became a house hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. Now you're queen of your castle. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll feel empowered to own your retirement like you own your home. Go to aceyourretirement.org. Because when it comes to clearing financial hurdles, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time, it's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis, but nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother, my hero. He's part of me, like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. (laughs) See, there's no time for tired. This starts again tomorrow. He'll be waiting for me. I wake up for him. I know he needs me, but I'm the lucky one. Even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org slash caregiving for care guides and community. Or call 877-333-5885. Caregiving Resource Center. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome back. This is 
Radio Islam, and you are listening to Movie Talk with Bubba and Tariq. We are talking about uh, snow day movies. We're talking about movies that you can, uh, or movies, franchises, television shows that you can binge watch. Um, so, and these are movies that are available either, uh, as Bubba said earlier, either at your library, uh, Netflix, Hulu. Um, yeah, we're not trying to tease you. We want to make yeah, sure you yeah, can check yeah. them out too. Right, right. We're not trying to make obscure references. Now, I did make a refer- reference to Crackle um, earlier. I don't want to spend a, a bunch of time on it, but I was not really aware that there were so many streaming services. Yeah. I mean, goodness, man. Um, so I can watch free stuff on my Roku. Well, of course, there's commercials in it, right? But they got Roadhouse on there. Okay, but I mean, but you've got options. Yeah, crackle. So anyway, I, I, I'm going to basically be sticking the, the things that I'm bringing up are things that you're going to be able to find generally on either Netflix or Amazon. Those are or Hulu. Those are my three. That's my comfort zone, uh, right there. So um, why don't you kick us off? Oh sure. Uh, you know we, we've again we've talked about a lot of fun movies and some shows, but I'd like to jump into a show that's one of my favorites, and it's a cartoon. Okay. It's called Adventure Time. It's a Cartoon Network show. Right. And, it's, again, it's one you can actually find on Hulu. You can find most of the episodes or back episodes on Hulu. If you subscribe to a cable or satellite company, I'm sure you can find many of those episodes on demand through Cartoon Network. But Adventure Time is a show that's about a post-apocalyptic Earth. Mm-hmm. And it features... Two crazy characters. One is a teenage boy human named Finn, and he's got this magic shape-shifting dog named Jake. And so those guys just have crazy adventures in the land of Ooh. And Ooh is the post-apocalyptic Earth. Okay. So, it, But it's 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 been around for a long time. I think they're on, like, season 9 or 10 right now. And, you've, and one of the great things about the show is the characters... They're they're lovable, okay, and they have depth. They they have a little darkness to them because they're all trying to survive. And the show's got a lot of strange songs that will keep you interested. Do you you know what? Okay, so I I just came back from um, um I was in D.C. for the early part of the week. And uh, I left the television on when I went to sleep. I always sleep really terrible when I'm away. And I think, I think I caught an episode or the ending of it because you said they're strange songs. Songs, yeah, a lot of strange ones. And this was a, this was a weird, weird song. Uh, and, and the television was on. Um, I don't know if it was Cartoon Network or something, but whatever was on, I heard it in my sleep, and it was. I wish I could remember what the, what the song was, but it was like, it was ridiculous. Like, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I thought the, the song was a joke. It was, um, we like, okay, all right. I'm not, I, if, if I remember it, it'll, okay. it'll come up. But it was a crazy song. Maybe that was. But, I mean, they'll have songs about, you know, making bacon, bacon, making bacon, or, or pancakes. and. Then I'm sure that was the show then. <laughs> I'm, I'm positive that was it. Uh, and then those are the silly songs. And then they have more. Uh, serious songs yeah. that will reflect, you know, what's going on in the character's life at the time. Whether it's, you know, Dad, why won't you pay attention to me? I, all I've been trying to do is get your attention. You know, 
all, but all these characters, since they've now had years to develop them, okay. they're they're definitely deep three dimensional. Now, is this is this family friendly? It's definitely family family friendly. Okay. Uh, again, it's a cartoon show, but it's not an adult cartoon. It's a kids' cartoon. I'd say it. They're probably gearing it towards ten ten year olds, okay. just because of the silliness factor. But like I said, they've had a lot of time to work with the characters. Those ten year olds that they started with, they're now nineteen, twenty year olds. So they expect more from the show too. So that's I really like those kind of shows because you find out as you watch later episodes, again, they, they had to be more creative in their storytelling. And they had the, and they've had the opportunity to really delve into the backstories and I mean I mean these these have episodes that are gonna make you cry. What? Because they will, they will. Because you're just going to get deep into it, and you're, and you're rooting, and you root for these characters. You, you feel when you know they lose a loved one, or they, or they find a loved one. You're, you're you are really engaged in that. Mm. Okay, here's a level level of vulnerability. I don't know if I'm, I'm ready to go there to talk about what makes me cry. Uh, okay, the heck with it. I'm secure. Um, there is a <laughs> there. Um, and it's not well. It's on Hulu. If and this is out. It's new, right? It's a new uh, show. They're in the second season now. Is it the second season of, of This Is Us? Mm-hmm. Uh, are, okay. Have I you think watched, so. are you watching? I'm not watching because that show is too sad. Uh, it's it is, it is a a, a great cast. Uh, the writing is uh, exceptional, and my wife and I we watched an episode uh, last night. And she, yeah, she she's just she's a softy, you know. But see, the problem is, uh, the end of the, the end of the show it got me right. The end of it got me showed the daughter growing up and all this other stuff. But basically, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, familiar, uh, if you just if you just like within the past five minutes crawled out from under your rock, um, then you probably haven't heard of This Is Us. So. I'm going to tell you really quickly. It's a story of three siblings, um, and it is it's it's their story. It shows them growing up. It takes place in the past and the present, and it shows uh, their upbringing with their parents, uh, and then their present day uh, lives uh, as adults. And that is an oversimplification, uh, but it it certainly is a drama. There are some lighthearted moments to it, but it is definitely emotion heavy. Um, yeah, but I mean, in the, yeah, I mean, I know it's a good show, and it's, yeah. I mean, it's got a phenomenal cast. But I think that's one of the reasons I just have kept myself from watching it. Yeah, because sometimes you just had to make that emotional investment, and I only have so many tears to give. <laughs> but if you're gonna cry during Adventure Time, that's it. Then I'm done. I gave them. I gave them to Jake and Finn. Okay, and. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and fellas, for those of you who are, you know, for, for guys who are looking for movies uh, or shows, that's this is one of those that, uh, because I'm going to tell you one, this is something I heard a comedian say. He said, men die before women because they hold so much in. Uh, and, and eventually the heart just goes out on them. So as a, just as a cathartic process, you need to, to kind of to clear everything out Go in the room by yourself, cut on This Is Us, watch it, and, 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 and come out feeling better, right? 
you need that sometimes. Uh, and, and you don't have to tell anybody, right? You don't have to tell anybody that you've even seen. Um, now, on a lighter note, I would mention The Office. Okay. Not the, not yeah. the original. With the British? The, uh, yeah, no, oh, not good. the original. But the one with, um, um, what's my man's name? Um, Carell. Steve oh, Steve Carell, okay. Yeah. So that one, and the funny thing is, uh, well, the great thing is that this is just ideally set up for uh, for binge watching. Um, just, I mean, and and it's just hilarious. Uh, single camera, um, just uh, you know, a great great cast, uh, a bunch of funny people, and so I, and I came into it later on. I missed it while I was. The talk of the town. Okay. Yeah, I'd heard about it. I just didn't watch it. So, but that is that. That's a great one to watch. The Office. Yeah. See, did you see the original? I no, I used to, I really liked the original. Oh, so okay. it took me a while to get into the American version yeah. because I was I was loyal to the uh, Ricky Gervais character. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about The Office, too, created by Ricky Gervais, they were he was able to. I'd say package that format and sell it all over the world. So they have all these legitimate, or they at least, or they had all these legitimate office versions. You know, they had them in India, they had them in Russia. uh, You know, you'd have them in South America, but they all had the same format, almost the same characters. You know, cultural tweaking for cultural differences. But I, I think that's pretty interesting to to see all these shows especially if you're someone like Gervais who created it Mm -hmm. and to see all these different people's takes on it like on that that one concept Uh, Hmm. but actually I want to jump back into something that's completely different but not totally uh, in the sense of we talked about Samuel L. Jackson right and one of his more uh, unique projects this is again for the the nerds out there who are proud nerds is an anime mm-hmm. called afro samurai i loved it so i both, didn't know I was, first of all i didn't know i was an afro nerd um but i guess i am hey but i, I loved afro samurai and so both movie and series yeah. are on hulu really yeah so that's one definitely you should check out and so in the premise behind afro samurai is samuel l jackson uh, voices this character, Afro, mm-hmm. who is the number, at least in the series, he's the number two samurai in yeah. the world. Yeah. And he wears a ribbon that lets everyone know he's number two. Now, the thing about the number two is the number two is the only person who can, who can aspire to be the number one samurai. Mm-hmm. So that's the only person who can attack the number one. But... Since everybody wants to be number one, everybody's coming after number two to get that headband. So he, so where everybody can attack number two, only one person can attack number one. So number one guy, he's safe up in the hill somewhere. But Afro Samurai is walking around just getting in, attacked left and right while he's on the version, while he's on the trail of number one. Yeah. Now his character's backstory was that as a child, his father was number two, and his father went to attack number or went to battle number one, and lost. And Afro, young Afro, watched his father die 
and from that day on took on the mantle of number two and has fought fought since he was a child to gain the skills to come back and avenge his father's death and so when you get into the show you've got afro he's always wandering around again voiced by a stern samuel l jackson very stoic but he has this imaginary friend who follows him around who's also voiced by samuel l jackson who kind of who's the crazy one has all who will call everything like he sees it and tries to warn afro about every danger and tells him in a, in a really hilarious way so again you get the chance check out afro samurai both movie and the series on hulu and they've also got a great cast in that one um in the movie and well in the movie yeah. and the series so in the series the the main antagonist the villain was played by oh He's a good actor. He was Hellboy. Oh. Um, Ron Perlman. Yeah. Ron, Ron Perlman, Perlman yeah. is the villain. In the movie, Lucy Liu actually voices the villain. So you, you've got some solid people in that project. So, so check it out. I'm always I'm always trying to push that out there. I'm hoping more people will watch it. So, no, you, so I consider black nerdity... But in a cool way, you don't have to be. But just if if you want to see a different side of Samuel L. Jackson, see some fun, see some action, yeah. check this out. And this is not like Adventure Time, which kids can watch. No, so no just Just a reminder. Yeah, it's people getting cut down. Left and right. I mean, it's, it's yeah. some incredible fight animation, but it's not for the kiddies. Now, do you know who the character uh, Afro Samurai transitioned or, or who he showed up as in the boondocks oh yeah do you remember oh was he the not the private not not bushido um what was it bushido brown or i know he got but he got beat i thought he was like the the guy for hire yeah but no there was another there's another episode in the boondocks where Afro Samurai is clearly the basis for, um, wow, wow. And, and how, how sad of me to bring it up and not be able to give you the exact example. But let me segue into the other, um, uh, and the boondocks. Well, I you should see the boondocks. So let's just yeah, put that out there. That's yeah, a good yeah. one to see. Yeah. So, uh, and what makes the boondocks great, first of all, um, for those who recall seeing it as a comic strip uh and then there was a actual there was there was a, a comic uh, there was a book that was done um aaron magruder the um uh the creator uh, of boondocks uh i loved i love the boondocks for well i mean first of all regina king in there the casting in that was 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 amazing uh regina okay. king as riley and huey and you had John Witherspoon. Yeah, he was great. And uh, what is my guy's name? I know his name, but the voice of Uncle Ruckus. Mm. He's he was from Reno Nine One One, right? No, no. Oh, was that you think about Cedric? Um, but he was in it. Yeah, yeah, he was. He, he, he wasn't. He was uh, Tom. Okay, he was Tom. Yeah. 
But uh, now the voice of Uncle Ruckus was a, a, a actor. He played in Undercover Brother. Okay. If you remember, uh, I know the I know the actor who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. He's also he he. I just saw him in a commercial because he lost a lot of weight. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Ah okay. I, not that that helps anybody. Yeah. But but um, but this is also a great uh, band show just because the uh it's hilarious it's it's a fish out of water story uh as far as the well the whole family because even even the grandfather uh in this mixed uh community that uh kind of upper socioeconomic uh status um they're all sort of out of sorts uh where they are and uncle ruckus to me is the probably the most intriguing character uh, on the show. And he's played by Gary Anthony Williams. Gary Anthony Williams. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but just, you know, he's Clayton Bigsby. For those for those who uh, can appreciate the uh, Dave Ch- uh, Chappelle show reference to the, uh, to the, to the, the, to the black, to the black white supremacist, uh, Clayton Bigsby, who, who led a white supremacist uh, group. Um, he was blind, uh, did not know he was black. And one of the things that was asked uh, was like a little mock documentary says, why won't you tell him that he's black? And he says, because he is so dedicated to the cause, he would he would probably kill himself. So but anyway, that's that's really one segue to another. But the boondocks, it is I don't, I don't think it's still uh, available on on Netflix. So you probably would find that um, either on Amazon or um or or one of your other streaming oh yeah okay i just checked it is available on dvd only through netflix i'm surprised i think it's still selling dvd i I do see it is available on amazon prime okay all right but you might have to do you might have to do an episode like you might have to purchase episode at a time but you can find it there yeah okay um yeah so all right folks uh I guess we are coming to the end of a of another uh another hour which went by really quick had a good time yeah and it's it's been fun it's always fun and i, I really like talking about things that'll just things that you can veg out on yeah yeah so uh hope you and if you if you look at any of the movies or shows that we talked about uh let us know let us know what you think give us your take on it and if you have any recommendations for us please let us know too yes definitely all right, um, Radio Slime family, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Um, tonight's show, uh, we're going to thank our engineers in general, whoever our engineer is over at WCEV tonight. Have a great weekend. We thank you very much. Um, our engineer in studio, assistant producer, the impressive one, Ibrahim Baig. Uh, your producers for tonight's uh, program, uh, myself, Terry Kalamine, and Bubba Murray. And executive producer, Abdul Malik Mujahid. We're going to cut it short, leave you as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.